Good morning, my fellow beautiful humans. I hope you are all rested and ready to take on your day as you wake up this morning and you thank God for your breakthrough and you glorify His holy name. And this morning, I want to read one of my favorite, favorite scriptures. I actually have a tattoo on the back of my right tricep. And um, it's Galatians 5.22 verse 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and most of all, self-control. And I want to speak about contentment this morning and continue from the conversation that we had yesterday regarding being obsessed. You see, contentment says, God has put me in this condition. He could have saved me from it. He could have lifted me out of this mess, but he thought it best to allow this in my life. My life is God's to direct. And that's you get from Proverbs 16 verse 9. If he thinks this is the best for me, then maybe I would have preferred, um, would have been dangerous for my soul. So I will be content with my situation always. When you think like this, you give great glory to God and you prove your obsession is not for yourself, but for him. The secret to this contentment is not your hard work, but the devotion from brought on by your love for him. When you love God because you know that God is good, sovereign, kind, just and faithful. When you trust him with everything in your life. When you reject the things of the world that promise to protect you from this wrath, then you find contentment in any in every situation you find yourself in. Contentment begins with gratitude. You must first be thankful for your life, including even your struggles as an extension of the very hand of God. You know, I always say you need to take the good with the bad in life, guiding and keeping you. After you give thanks, you must refuse to make any complaints about the things you have given uh, um, thanks to. Complaining actually accuses God of being less than good. Do you understand that? I'm going to say that again. Complaining actually accuses God of being less than good in your life. It proves your self-obsession, not your God obsession. But your contentment glorifies God as it says to all he can be trusted. Even if the earth gives way, he is still God and he is still good. And I'm going to continue with the consecration. To consecrate something is to set it apart for one purpose. When you obsess over God, his glory is your one purpose. That means that your entire life, all of it, is meant to serve him, to brag about him, to honor and to point to him. Your life, your body, your emotions and your actions are all and were designed for one purpose, his glory. When you find purpose in your life, you want nothing more than to commit yourself to that purpose. In Romans 12 um, verse 1 to 2, you can see how the consecrating of your life begins. And Paul writes, and, and I don't know if you know the story about Paul. Um, Paul was Saul before. I, I, I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind and by the testing that you may be, may be able to discern what the will of God, what is the will of God? What is the good and acceptable and perfect? Your life is meant to be a living sacrifice. 
a walking talking sacrifice that gives up claims to the things that you used to hold dear and obsess over and God alone when you decide to set yourself apart for one purpose his glory your other obsessions lose their power over you that is true it's remarkable I live this daily the call that I used to draw to you to them now sounds harsh and destructive and you want nothing to do with it but as you start to see that denying yourself sacrificing the things your heart currently craves in order to to learn to crave God more fully sets you free from the chains of this world the 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 chains that shackles that you bind around your ankles that keeps you from moving forward freely you will become more and more devoted more and more obsessed with God and less interested in the stuff you think you or you used to think about and yearn for in your life and um, you know so life continues we all live for something um, the fashionista li- lives for fashion the actor for applause the salesman for the top sales award um, the surgeon lives for healing you know doctors live for healing the couch potato lives for good television the the god girl or god boy lives for god when you obsess over god you give up your right to yourself i'm gonna say it again when you start living and obsessing over god you give up your right to yourself you say no to your desire to find glory in anything other than him and instead you choose to live for him after all you 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 reason with the apostle paul he died for all that all those who live might no longer live for themselves but for him for their sake died and was raised and that you can go check up in 2 corinthians 5 verse 15 when you live for yourself you die because yourself cannot sustain you it cannot protect you comfort you nor save you those who live for themselves believe that they are serving themselves when they really are damaging themselves oh i feel this study you know and, and you need to study this the obsessed spend all the energy getting to know their obsession study your obsession the athlete um, I, I watch my son when you know he goes outside and he plays soccer in the yard and he has his cones and he does all these tricks that he sees on TV but he goes back and he watches actual games and he studies it to get to know the sport inside out you know and and that's his goal to be a better athlete and because of, of, of the way he studies you will become the better the better athlete because the more you study something the better you become at it you know um without study you cannot succeed your obsession obsession requires study of of the material it requires attention to the craft of your obsession and that goes for faith too when you are god obsessed you are ravenous for more of him you are hungry for more of him as you want to seek his face more and you want to seek and be in his presence more you want to know what makes him tick what he loves what he hates you want to be in the know ultimately how do you become more god obsessed by becoming more mindful of his love for you and what love has driven him to do if you don't know enough to love him to the point of obsession then find out more about the love of god in his word read it devour it hide it in your heart and you will feed your obsession daily the more you focus on something the more it comes into your thoughts and the more you give attention to something the more obsessed you become so feed your god obsession 
with more of His Word. The more you read, the more you educate yourself, the more you practice something, the better you will become at it. And this is the truth. When you are obsessed with something, you talk about it a lot, don't you? And when, you, when, when, when it's something you think is important or even essential for others, you will stand up for what you obsess over in order to bring others into your obsession. This model fits your God obsession. God's word feeds the life of faith. His very words to us found in the Bible are paramount in the life of faith and in the salvation of the world. God has entrusted you with his word, given it to you for yourself but also for others. He wants you to stand up for the truth and his word and not to let others who claim to know him live in deception or teach what isn't true. And um, something I read in Jude 3, you are called to contend for the faith. That means that God is assaulted. When lies are being told, when the truth isn't taught, the obsessed say something about it. They stand up for the truth. This proves their obsession, not with pleasing people or self, but living in the truth of God's word and standing up for it when others step outside of that truth. And um, I'm going to end off this morning with praise. You know, Obsession drives you to praise. I love this now. I fully understand my purpose and I and I haven't come full circle yet even but I'm enjoying it is to come in the morning and to praise God for example the person obsessed with with food talks about food that they love a lot and praise the good stuff on their plate when you're obsessed with love how much do you praise the object of your love how much do you praise your wife or your son or your daughter or your mom or your dad love prompts praise and thanksgiving the same is true for your love for God It drives you to praise Him, to talk about His greatness, to thank Him for all He is and to tell others about what He has done in your life. In your praise, glorify God always. And this morning I end with it. And um, you need to understand your obsession and you need to understand the truth. You need to understand praise. You need to study the Word of God more to understand God better. And um, like I said earlier, we all live for something. Live for something that is phenomenal and start living for God because without God, we are nothing. We cannot get through the holy consecration and you will have no contentment in your life if you don't understand God better. So this morning, I pray that you will all absorb this. I pray that you will be like a sponge. I pray that God will open up your mind to greater understanding and so that you may attain wisdom, so that you may continue to praise and glorify His holy name and live for Him and see all the changes that He will bring about in your life. You need not to worry about anything as God has got it covered already. Um, I leave you with this. I wish you all a beautiful day. Much love, Mr. O.